Welcome again to episode four of Random Song Encounters, your non-invasive show where you don't need to do anything but sit back and enjoy whatever might be coming through your speakers wherever you're at each week. No one knows what's going to be in store each episode except for the certified public accountants we've hired at great expense to tally the volts from the uh, Chevron Station staff down the street. We check in with them every Monday, see what they want to hear. The CPA tallies the votes and provides a top secret uh, results that we open and play for you here. And voila, it's a show. So this week, we're coming to you from Arizona while visiting our grandson, daughter, and son-in-law. We've got three segments ready to roll out, so let's get the music kicked into gear uh, and start off with a sonic ballad from Sleigh Bells. Here you go. Watching your 
All right. There's segment one. We threw it in an extra track there, a little short ditty uh, to make four tracks instead of the usual three tracks that we try and roll into each segment. Uh, we hit the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then moved into the 2000s with those four tracks. Started off in the beginning with I Can Only Stare by the Sleigh Bells, uh, as we mentioned, written by the two members of the Sleigh Bells, Derek Miller, Al Alexis Krauss. Uh, I s actually saw this song performed on an episode of Later with Jules Holland is where I first heard it and, and just fell in love with it. And you know, I could listen to this on and on, over and over and over. I love the the synth, the synth weight, gravity, and the distortion uh, in this song. And, and the, a lot of their music uh, follows that same kind of track. This is uh, their fourth uh, album, off of their fourth album, Jessica Rabbit from 2016. Not to be confused with the uh, animation character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, it's uh, all about juvenile love. You know, it's either, you know, when you're a kid, it's love is either the greatest thing in the world and, you know, you can't eat, you can't drink, whatever, or the other end of the spectrum is the world is ending if you're breaking up or, or whatever. There's no in between. And uh, it, it's kind of framed around that type of uh, a lyric. Uh, and, and they really paid attention to every detail in this song instead of doing like a half-baked version. Uh, and it's, as I heard it in an interview, it's, it's one of the, the, at least at that time, was one of the best songs they feel like they had ever recorded. Uh, from there, we moved into Midnight Blue by Lou Graham, uh, written by Lou uh, from his solo debut, Ready or Not, eight, 1987. Uh, of course, Lou Graham, if you recognize the voices, uh, most famously known as the uh, frontman lead singer for Foreigner back in the day. Uh, the song is written about, uh, you know, how life is, is really pretty simple in his eyes. It's either cherry red uh, in the good times or midnight blue in the bad. And, uh, you know, in that particular uh, tune, he's kind of uh, playing the midnight, midnight blue portion of the deal. Um, he had been on and off with uh, in playing with Foreigner, uh, starting in the in the 80s when he did this uh, did this solo album, but then went back and forth playing with him and fine, and is still actually to this day uh, working with uh, Foreigner to try and uh, come up with some new material for a new album. But uh, he had some medical issues, but he's been uh, performing on and off in a, as a solo artist uh, since '87. Uh, from there, we went to The Caves of Altamira, Steely Dan, uh, from written by the two, I guess, founding members of Steely Dan, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Uh, we lost uh, Walter Becker in 2017. Um, they had a regular lineup in the band until 1974, uh, after their first couple albums, when they decided they were going to retire from touring. Becker and Fagan decided they didn't want to tour anymore. They were just going to record albums and put them out and leave it at that. And they did that for the longest time and until they later on in life to start uh, started touring again. It's off their uh, album, The Royal Scam, from 1976. Uh, and it's all about, uh, you know, this cave uh, in, in Spain, in Altamira, that's uh, got these Neanderthal uh, paintings and drawings on the walls and how, uh, you know, they go and visit or a man goes and visits 
and it's all about you know back in back then art for art's sake just because somebody wants to create something versus art in the modern day which is more for profit and Hollywood in particular is singled out uh, you know with what they do with movies these days and putting out just just stuff that you know to make money and not really concentrating on the art itself uh, okay so after that we finished off the segment with back in an oldie from 1965 called Innate Me Babe by the Turtles out of LA it's really a Bob Dylan song uh, written by Bob uh, but the Turtles uh, took it uh, from its original version as a folk ballad in 64 by Dylan and turned it into a, a rock record uh, and used it on their debut album it also called It Ain't Me Babe in 65 um, you know lots of groups were doing that back in the day uh, taking Dylan, Dylan uh, folk records and putting a, a rock tinge to them and re-releasing them, making big hits out of them like The Birds, Man for Man, for Man The Zombies, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, the the funny thing about the, the, the Turtles as a group is uh, when they went to sign their first record deal, they were all under 18 or uh, when, they, when they got their deal. So their parents had to sign or co-sign their first contract for the record deal. So they took the contract to the judge uh, at a courthouse and had him review it, and the judge came back and said, hey, this is the worst contract I've ever seen in my life, and if you sign this, I'm not gonna be responsible for whatever the outcome is because of it. So, But they, they wanted the record deal so bad, so they got their parents to sign it, got into the deal, and you know, as the judge said, it turned out to be a crappy deal, and they, they went back and forth and finally <laughs> resolved the differences with the original record company and got out of it uh, years later. So there you have it, episode or segment one from episode four. Uh, let's move right into segment two, and we've got a song by Our Lady Peace called Innocent. We are 
שם שגר לטורחני נאצ'ר בי. Sugar, little honey 
Oh yeah. Let's start uh, from what we just heard. We were buzzing around a while with Tom Petty on his song Honeybee uh, off his second solo album, Wildflowers from 1994 on Warner Brothers. Uh, Tom decided to do this record as a solo uh, project instead of with Heartbreakers uh, so he could have some more control over the final you know, outcome of the songs instead of having to you know, take band, uh, band input. Although uh, throughout the record, uh, um, all the band members from the Heartbreakers played on the album at some point in time uh, uh, and, and were involved. So uh, you know, even though it was a solo record, uh, uh, the Heartbreakers were still involved. I think Mike Campbell even uh, participated as a producer on the album. Um, unfortunately, we lost Tom in 2017. In September, after a, a week, just a week after he had finished the 40th anniversary tour uh, with the Heartbreakers, uh, playing three shows at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, luckily, my wife and I got to attend one of those shows, and it was just it was a shock to hear like a week later that, that he was gone. Um, but he's uh, you know one of the greats in in rock and roll, and, and he'll be missed. Uh, but a great solo album uh, from Tom Petty there. Uh, before that, we heard 10 to 20 from the Sneaker Pimps, uh, written by Chris Corner, who's the uh, founding member and vocalist of the group, uh, at least uh, starting with that record. Uh, it's off their second uh, LP called Splinter from 1999 on Virgin, out of the U.S. Uh, the, the group themselves are out of the U.K. Uh, funny, their, their group name, uh, Sneaker Pimps, was taken from a an article they had read uh, that the Beastie Boys put out and they referenced a man that they had hired to track down classic sneakers uh, for them. So you get it, sneakers, classic sneakers, sneaker pimps. So there you have it, that's how, the, how their name came about. Uh, as I mentioned, this is, the, this is the first record that Chris Corner took over the, over the vocals. Uh, their first record, debut album called Becoming Nicks, X was a uh, very popular and had a, a couple of big hits. One that uh, everybody probably knows called Six Underground, and the vocals were done by uh, Kelly Dayton. But she was uh, let go after the album uh, for one reason or another. And, that, and when Chris decided he was going to take over the vocals and uh, and uh, took him over from there, I think uh, Kelly did come back for an album or so later on down and, and participated uh, years later again with the group. And then. Uh, we started out with a song by Our Lady Peace uh, out of Canada called Innocent, written by Rain Maida, who's uh, also their lead vocalist and guitar player. Uh, it's off their fifth album called Gravity, 2002, on Epic Columbia. Uh, it's all about young people going through difficult times in life. Uh, uh, the song was originally called Arrogant and had totally different lyrics tied to it. But when they came to record the album uh, uh, Gravity, uh, the producer of the album decided they needed to go back to the drawing board and they rewrote most of the lyrics on most of the tracks to make them a little more accessible to the public. So uh, there you have it. That's segment two. And now we're going to move right into the last segment of the show, segment three, and we're going to start out with some new order.
Yes, it's number one. It's Top of the Pops. There you go, uh, segment three, done deal. Uh, we started off in the beginning there with Slow Jam by New Order out of the UK, uh, written by the band off of their seventh LP, Get Ready, from 2001 on London Reprise. Uh, it turned out to be their first album in about eight years, and it really 
goes back, takes them back kind of to their origins and their roots uh, from Joy Division and the first couple of records that they put out uh, after doing a couple, three records that were more, uh, you know, dance-driven, uh, dance-synthesizer-driven, synthes get that out. Uh, the video for this uh, song uh, portrays the band playing the, the tune, but uh, they use models, younger models, uh, to portray the group instead of the group themselves. And on the drum kit, the name of the group is called The Killers. Well, lo and behold, the group, uh, The Killers, out of Las Vegas, saw that, and the story, as the story goes, they took uh, the name off the drum kit and used it, uh, took it for their band name. Second song we heard was My Happiness from Powderfinger out of Australia. They're a big band out in Australia and uh, saw, just saw some nominal success in the U.S. Uh, it's off their fourth LP, Odyssey Number no. 5, uh, from 2000 on Universal. Uh, it's about uh, touring uh, with the band and the resulting loneliness that comes with this, the touring process. Uh, the band disbanded in 2010 uh, after being together over 20 years. Uh, just decided they had recorded what they thought was maybe their best album uh, of their career and they didn't really have anything else to say as a band and decided to just break it up and go on their merry way doing their own solo stuff from there on out. So uh, no more, uh, no more uh, Powderfinger uh, at this point in time. Uh, the last song we heard uh, to end the, end the segment was an old Kinks number uh, out of the UK called Top of the Pops, uh, written by Ray Davies, uh, one of the, the front man of the band. Uh, it's off their eighth LP, Lola vs. the Power Man and the Money Go Round Part 1, 1970 on Reprise. Uh, the, the album is a concept album, which is it's supposed to be a satire of the mu music in industry in general. And this song in general is more of a satire of the press and the hit-making machine. In this case, Top of the Pops was a big uh, music show back in the UK in the day uh, that played uh, the bands played on. You know, and they they lip-synced to songs every week uh, on the show. Uh, the Kinks, as a group, haven't performed together since 1996. Ray and his brother Dave, both in the band, have had lots of differences on musical ventures and how albums should be produced and how they should tour and after 96 uh, since then they haven't been able to reconcile their differences and since then they, health issues have become a problem and there have been some reunion rumors floating around but at, at this point they're both approaching 80 years old so uh, doubt if we're going to see anything more from the kinks um, moving down the line and there you have it for episode 4 That's all we have for you this week. The gas station crew did a great job at picking the cool tunes, right? At least I think so for this week. Uh, thanks also to our top secret CPA for keeping the playlist under wraps. And thank you for listening and hope you all join us again next week for more random song encounters. Bye for now. Au revoir. <laughs>